in what? England. You milked what? <laughs> yeah, you want some biscuit? What are they? Yeah, now I'm turned on. Do you want a biscuit? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, a crumpet. You want some crumpets and crumpet, tea? crumpet, you yeah. little bitch? You want to put some tea in your crumpet? Yeah. <laughs> what do you know about that, bitch? <laughs> Welcome to Burning What's up, my little devils? I'm your host, Hannah Burner, and I have exciting news. Next Thursday, if you're in New York City, is my second live show at Gotham Comedy Club. The Summer House cast will be there. Paige DeSorbo will be performing, Francis Ellis, and Fat Carrie Bradshaw. Go to GothamComedyClub.com for tickets, or the link is in my Instagram bio, at BeingBurns. Raina's already laughing at me because she doesn't understand that it's a serious episode today. You're about to be dragged in the fiery depths of hell. What's going to happen? I know, we're just going to talk shit. <laughs> <laughs> also, I apologize for my raspy voice. Some people think it's sexy. I wish I always had it, but it just, I drank a lot this weekend. This is my post-drinking and yelling at people for no reason because I'm drunk voice. If I drank more, do I sound like you? You sound sexy. Thank you. Um, everyone's like, I hate her. What's it called? Vocal fry. Oh, people say that about no, you? No, no one says about me, but maybe this episode they will. I just want attention. Um, speaking of, if you guys are enjoying Burning in Hell, subscribe, rate, review, screenshot this episode. We're going to have some good quotes. I can already tell. Raina's already like ready to fucking go. I have a podcast legend with me today. I could even say royalty. Is that me? Is there somebody else here? This is you, bitch. I'm with Raina Greenberg. She is half of Girls Gotta Eat with Ashley Heseltine. 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 She doesn't care. She doesn't care. She's more important things to worry about. But you guys are like one of the top, what, like 75, 100 podcasts in the universe? Top 20 comedy. Top 20 in comedy. Yeah, girl. You guys are killing the game. And I'm fortunate and lucky to have befriended you. And come on, you were one of our June episodes, one of my favorite episodes on my birthday. Oh my God, your birthday. Yeah, we talked about my demons. Um, so I opened up a lot. You guys should check Girls Gotta Eat, subscribe, rate, review to those motherfuckers. But now you're with me. Yeah. She's a little I'm nervous. Ready. I'm not nervous. I'm fine. We've been here for hours just talking shit on people. I'm True. ready. I'm like, we should probably record a podcast by now. We're not. Whatever. So Raina, right now you're a podcaster. You're also one hungry Jew on Instagram. Yes. <laughs> Before one hungry, hungry Jew, what the hell were you? I don't, did, did I even exist before that? I mean, no. Um, my path since college. Yeah. I got a job. I got a degree in advertising and marketing. Moved here. No one would hire me. Became a waitress. Became a restaurant manager. Then I worked in tech. Tech oh. startups for a while. Okay. Uh, started this Instagram account about, about food. Decided that, that was all I cared about. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to take photos of food. I built this like crazy Instagram following. I went on a press trip for like influencers. I met Ashley in Aruba. She suggested starting Very a podcast. Very romantic. Oh, we were on the beach, <laughs> ocean side with our toes in the sand. Do you like sex on the beach? I don't. I feel like sex on the beach and sex in the shower. I don't want those oh, things. Oh, I am so... Sex in the sh shower is like for like rub-a-dub-dubbing. Yeah. No insertion. I don't... It's just like a myth. It's a farcical myth. I don't even like beaches in general. It's just like sand in my crotch and my that? butthole. Yeah. Nobody likes that. I like that. a pool. I feel like, I don't know, like the Marriott, like the beachside Marriott just invented beach sex. Like hotel, it's a hotel conspiracy. It's from big hotels. Yes. They're trying to get us to have sex on the beach. 
don't. It's dangerous. It's like sandpaper in your vagina. You know why? You probably have a hammock or at least a bed. You can fucking fuck there. I know everyone at least find a hammock even though it sounds kind of dangerous but maybe fun i said once on the podcast that hammock sex sounds ridiculous and we got hundreds of messages about how great it is i still have not done it yet i know i don't have any hammocks in my neighborhood right now that's <laughs> queens in. there's not hammocks <laughs> abundance <laughs> only fuck guys who have hammocks in their apartment um you're trying to distract me back to you oh sorry <laughs> i forgot this is about me today no it's all about you and i'm excited so were you a very driven person like what was your goal out of college were you trying to be successful were you trying to like find a husband were you trying to just live a crazy new york city life like what was your mentality i've never been like a five-year plan kind of girl i've always been like a walk through every door see what's behind it hope it works out kind of girl mm. uh i fail fast so if i try something and i don't like it or i know i'm not gonna be good at it i just abandon it right away i love that sometimes Which, quitters are good I've, it served me really well it's allowed me to just focus on the things i'm good at so if i like try something and i hate it i don't do it just cause and just because you're good at something doesn't always mean that it's something that you should pursue also, also. but i feel like you're naturally better at things that you enjoy. It's like cyclical, right? If you like it, you do it more, then you become better at it, then you like it. Exactly. Like if we didn't like podcasting, every conversation would just start getting worse and worse and worse because I'd be like, I hate the sound of my own voice. Oh, but it's the best. The sound of your voice is weird to get used to though. It it took a while. Uh, but I never, I never really came out of there wanting a husband necessarily. I mean, I always wanted like a husband and kids, I guess, in my life, but it wasn't like in college, I have to find this. I came to New York because I just wanted to be in New York. I, I remember coming here when I was like 12. And From I was, where? Like, I grew up in Pittsburgh. Oh yeah, like Carl. <laughs> <laughs> most embarrassing moment with Carl. I told you about this. I was at H&M. I turned around. Also, was, why is Carl in H&M? I don't know. He's with his mom. Oh, Sharon. Who I also don't know. I was shopping at H&M. I turned around. He was standing there and I go, hi. He, he's like, I don't know you. And I'm like, oh shit, you don't know Did me. Did he say, I don't know you? No, it was the look on his face. He was like, who yeah. the fuck is this? Yeah. But he's probably used to it because of the show. Well, he is actually, I think, the most recognized on the show. Because he's seven feet tall. Yeah, he's seven feet tall. He has his his and he's handsome and he's just a big booming personality yeah. he's six five it's like impossible Christ. to miss him i can't I, i'm five feet tall i could never reach him do you think he's cute he's a good looking guy his personality is not for me i don't i'm not looking for a project at this age i feel like if i was 24 i would have been like "Ooh, i can change him I'd be like i have so much time to decide how i'm gonna change this man what were you like growing up you were saying that I'm you I've been the same size my whole life, pretty much. I became five. I, okay, I'm five feet tall now. Yeah. I hit puberty when I was like 10. I got my period at 11. I had titties at like 11. And I have never grown since then. Did you feel like sexualized as a 12-year-old? Um, it was tough for me. I, I think I became really insecure because I got, I got breasts at like a really young age. Yeah. And I had no idea how to handle that and like yeah. the type of attention I was getting from men. And I was like, I got my first job when I was 14 or 15. I was like a waitress at a diner. Mm -hmm. And like men would constantly hit on me and I had no idea how to handle it. And so I would like slouch a little bit to like hide my breasts or I'd wear like baggy clothing. And mm -hmm. guys were just like always all over me. And I remember like... God, people just assume that you're like a slut or you're like a slutty girl because your body also you could wear crazy. a typical shirt that any 14 year old would wear but absolutely. because you have boobs in it it becomes like sexual absolutely so people just assume that you're like slutty and they say things about you and like yeah it definitely like informed the way i was um so like i didn't mess around with guys that much in high school because I just, like, I remember, like, when I was, like, 14, I did, and he was so mean to me, like, called me a slut, and so, like, I never, like, touched another penis <laughs> Guys again love the slut word in high school. Right. Just because, like, you let one guy finger you, and now... <laughs> 
And now I'm like, do you even know what a slut is, honey? I'll show you. I'll show you what a slut is. Also, this generation, I feel like once you're 27, 30, like, what is being a slut? It's like, I've had a lot of sex in my life because I'm 27. Well, when you think about it, like if you lost, I lost virginity when I was 16 or 17. If yeah. you have sex with three or four people a year for the next 15 years, that's a lot of people, but it's it's not that much in the grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. And also, if you've been dating the same dude for a long time, you're having more sex than the average single person. So I just, I have a lot of opinions on this. So moving forward, where do you get your personality from? I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. Where do you get your personality from? I think um, all my dark trauma. All your trauma. <laughs> I will say I have never, I've had like my, your average amount of trauma, but like I've never lost a family member. Mm-hmm. I don't have any like really serious mental health issues, thank mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. So um, I've only had like one or two really, really terrible things happen to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but which I have, is normal because that's life. I have a brother, which. Um, that's traumatizing. It is traumatizing. <laughs> like I don't know how only children function. Like I would, I'm exactly who I am because he made fun of me every day of my life. Oh my God. I love being make, made fun of. My dad is very funny. And he said when I was little, I'd walk up to him and go, dad, make fun of me. And he'd be like, you need to go to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, make fun of me again. Make fun of me again. And that's why I'm fucked up. It's nice though, and it's nice. To, so my dad is the funny one. He's also the one that's like very loving and sweet and kind. My mom is a, is a, a psychiatrist. Oh, so not a lot of hugs, not a lot of like like I got off the phone today. I was like, I love you, and she goes, take care. My mom said, take care to me. Um, but she's great, like in a crisis. <laughs> Day to day, pretty brutal, but when things get really bad, she knows the right thing to say. Yes. So she's great. My parents divorced when I was super young. So, like, I grew up with like two homes. My stepdad's great. I don't fucking. Does that any of this interesting? I don't no, know. this is interesting um, because then, all I know is like the Raina from Girls Gotta Eat who talks about, you know, her sex life <laughs> and her opinions on things, but I like to understand where people came from because then I can judge you better. Yeah, you can judge me. Um, I grew up I, in the Midwest. Uh, so like really like blue collar, which I love. I feel like I relate to people. We're in the Midwest. In Pittsburgh. It's Pittsburgh in the Midwest? You know, I always thought it was the East Coast, but it's not. It's the Midwest. I'm so confused. New Yorkers are so dumb. I'm like, where, is Pittsburgh a state? What is going on? I always thought it was, I always (laughs) thought it was the East Coast. It is not the East Coast, folks. At all. Okay, I'll have to talk to Carl about that, which is interesting. Do you think he's from the East Coast? He's not. He doesn't know if he's coming or going, let's be honest. Um, so currently right now, what's your, are you single? What's going on? Um, I've been seeing somebody a little bit. He doesn't live here, which is actually really ideal for me. I love a long distance Wait, is this a Seattle guy? Uh, he's in Denver. Did I sleep with anybody in Seattle? I don't think I did. Mm, I meant Denver. I meant Denver. <laughs> You're like, ooh, Seattle. That sounds fun though. Fuck the Denver dude. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about Seattle. I feel like those people are, um, what are people in Seattle like? Watch out. We have a lot of Seattle fans. I just, I can't describe them. I have like nothing to say about Seattle people. I just feel like it's beautiful there and I'd love to go. Oh, I feel it's like great. Denver guys are all big and, you know, they want to cut down trees and they just want to smoke some weed and talk about how big they are. Yeah, this guy can fuck. That's all I can tell. I mean, he... Can you tell when you first meet a guy if he can fuck? No, I can't. Some people, I just, they always surprise me. I'm always surprised 100% of the time. Like some people will be so nice and then they will be the biggest freaks i dated this guy he was bordering on obnoxiously nice he was just like so doting and like loving and it was like oh can you do less and that guy would like pull my hair and call me a filthy slut and like spank me and like the filthiest stuff i've ever heard in my life came out of that guy's mouth it I, was crazy. i love that this is brought up because i date like these like basic athletes who like just care about scoring touchdowns and then they're just used to girls hopping on their dick but they could still be fun 
uh, they're all really dumb. Like, there's no strategy in it. They're just like, Wah. I've just never, or I've date guys with big personalities, and then in bed, they're very, like, chill. Uh-huh. But I'm, now I'm single, again. Mm-hmm. I'm always single. <laughs> We're back to me. So I'm if anyone's single. wondering, yes, I'm single again. I'm always single. I'm, like, interested. How do you go, but if you don't know a guy that well, I don't think I'd like him immediately, like, calling me names and stuff. No, I, so I, I talk like about, how do you transition? I talk about this a lot on the podcast because it's not for everybody, like dirty talk. I'm really into dirty talk, but it needs to be authentic to you. Like if I hear dirty talk come out of your mouth, I can tell if like you're forcing it or not. Yeah. Like I slept with this British guy like a couple years ago and like he called me a slut and it made me laugh because it was not authentic. He should have called him. you a cunt. That's what they call people <laughs> in twat. England. You little twat. <laughs> yeah. You want some biscuit? What are they? Yeah. Now I'm turned on. Do you want a biscuit? <laughs> Oh, no, a crumpet. You want some crumpets and crumpet, tea? crumpet, yeah. you little bitch. Want to put some tea in your crumpet? Yeah. <laughs> do you know about that, bitch? Little cunt. No, I dated a British guy, and he said cunt all the time. When he first said it, I was like, that word is so aggressive. It's like the worst word in the English language. But, but then but I got there. desensitized to it, and I would call my friends cunts who are American, <laughs> and they'd be like, do you want to fight me? And I was like, that was a joke. <laughs> it, was a, it was It's funny. It's a joke. Get it? Um, did you know what a joke is? Uh, everybody is different with what will come out of their mouth. The thing that I just want with somebody is passion. Yes. I can tell when somebody is just really passionate. And I had like a, I dated this guy for a long time on and off, on for a year and then on and off for you a couple years. You want to feel like they want you. He just, I never felt like that with him. It was like sex was just forced. I always initiated it and he would do it, but he just didn't seem like really excited. And like, that was a bummer for me. But at first in the beginning, you kind of like that. Cause you're like, oh, I have to earn it's his affection. It's a challenge. Yeah. But then after a long time, you're like, I just don't feel good about myself. And that's okay. Get out of it. It's fine. And I think that you develop that love language really early. Like, you have to develop that, like, sex language between you and the other person. Because, like, if it's not there to begin with, it's very hard to go backwards. Well, I think there's also a lot of people that you emotionally fall for first. And the sex isn't what you think it's going to be. And then you kind of think it's going to get better. And then it doesn't. Mm -hmm. Or it's, like, okay. I think there's a lot of people having sex that's just okay. Which is fine, too. And I, But I think that there's something to be said about... Like, my grandma, Nana, still got it on Instagram. So she still fucks two to three times a week. That is crazy. And she's been with this guy for 200 guy, years. Your grandpa? My grandpa. This fucking guy. <laughs> this fucking guy. This fucking guy. He's, <laughs> he just follows her around. Um, but they're amazing together. And they said sex is so important. It's just trade-offs. Look, I, I was engaged to somebody who I lived with for a long time. And he was checked all the boxes for every love language. He was such a great partner for a lot of reasons. The sex was fine. You know, it, it wasn't like crazy. It wasn't like super dirty, but it was like passionate enough. And I was like, okay, that's a trade-off I'm willing to make. This yeah. person like loves me. He adores me. He's my best friend. All right, maybe we're not having like suck on my fingers and spank my ass sex, but like it's enough. And could it be great vanilla sex? You or could be. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know if you always get those things. Your grandma's really lucky that she gets those things that she's like super in love with. I have rarely had both things with the person I'm like super in love with. So you're saying that sometimes the sex is really good, but then you feel like there's less intimacy and love into the day to day. Can be. I mean, look, other people are maybe luckier than me, but like I've also had crazy sex with people and I probably stayed in those relationships longer than I should have. It's funny because I like, I'm a very, I, okay. When I was a, Freshman in college, I had a bad experience with a football player when I lost my virginity and it wasn't consensual and it kind of fucked me up to an extent that like sex was a little scary for me. Mm -hmm. So any guy I had sex with since then has been very like, I want to make sure that it's safe and it's and he 
we respect each other. So I don't I think I have to overcome that in my head to be like, no, sex is fun. Sex is not scary. Sex is not something that has to be like really, you know, careful and you know what I'm saying? But somebody took that away from you and that's not yeah. your fault. So like of course you have to work to overcome that. But I think I'm like ready to be a little crazy. That's really exciting. What so how do you how do you transition from being like, I like this guy and you have a little sex to be like, okay, let's see what he's into and what you're into. So it's interesting to me because we get a lot of emails um, to the podcast saying like, it's interesting, I'll like read these emails and I'll think to myself, why don't you just say this to, to your partner? Like, what, don't send this to me. This is perfectly articulated. Why, just say this to your partner. Yeah. And I think that like, because I'm a New Yorker and my family is so sex positive and like open and honest, it's just, it doesn't occur to me that other people are very uncomfortable with these mm -hmm. conversations. Mm -hmm. And so saying to your partner, like, what do you like? What are you looking for? Is like a really hard thing. Because everyone for some wants people. their own thing. I can't read his fucking mind. Right. But you're not a mind reader and you shouldn't have to be. And I think that it is super, I mean, you have like a glass of wine before you start discussing it. But like, <laughs> um, I you're think you're like that blackout you can, and see what happens. I mean, what better thing to do than to blackout? Mm -hmm. But I think that you can start with different questions and you feel out the mood but like you can say to your partner like what's something you've always wanted to do sexually that you've never done with somebody else um Ooh. what kind of porn do you like to watch i think is like a great question because if they're into like certain things like maybe they're going to be into that with you um i've gone to like sex toy shops with guys i dated this guy for a little while and like we were walking down the street in the west village and i was like do you want to like pop in here i think that could be like kind of fun if you go together and pick out a toy together um I think it's hard to start asking for things that you want if you're just not naturally getting them. Like, dirty talk is hard. So sometimes I think you can lead by example and just yes. see how that works also. Yes. But, like, yeah, if you are in this relationship with somebody you really care about and you're really not getting what you want, like, you should absolutely have a glass of wine and talk about it. It's also such a turnoff to me, though, if I, like, start hooking up with a guy for the first time and he's, like, immediately throwing me on the bed and, like, immediately assuming that, like, I like when he chokes me. Yeah, I think a lot of people I don't like that. feel like that. Like, I think I would like it uh -huh. if I felt like he was caring about how I felt about it. Because it reminds me of a time that, like, Absolutely. a dude didn't give a fuck if I cared about it or not. Absolutely. And I think that's why you have to lead by example a little bit. What are some things you like to be called during sex? Slut. I really, really like to be Wait, called Wait, why? Slut. I have to understand this. Well, because it means you're, like, hot and crazy. You're like, yeah. I'm a slut. I'm a crazy hot slut. I just, it, it depends on who does it, too. Like, I don't want to be called a slut by a one-night stand. Yeah, because then you're like, I'm. Can you not call out the obvious? I know I'm being slutty right now. Right. Um, <laughs> I know that I'm skank. I know I just slid into your DMs an hour ago to fuck you, but just keep it to He's yourself. He's like, you insecure, trying to get affection from anyone, little <gasps> bitch. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna say to a guy in bed. He's like, your mom didn't love you, and you were probably fat in high school, huh? Cunt. You're not over your ex-boyfriend, so you just want a little dick to feel love for a second, but it's about to end in two minutes, bitch. Your last girlfriend left you because you couldn't support her physically, huh? Is that it? Never gave her an orgasm? Oh, bitch. <laughs> so you can do that. Yep, that's one strategy. Um, I, so the re for me, it's sort of like role play. Because mm -hmm. like when you're with somebody you know really cares about you and like really adores you and thinks you're so great, it's like kind of a fun role play when they're like, you like that, you little slut? And I like that. Dirty talk is a good way to like get into that. Yeah. Or like, oh, I used to fuck this guy when I was fucking him. He used to say, you're just, you used to call me a nasty little girl. You're a dirty little girl. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I haven't showered in a while. I'm I know, nasty. It's disgusting. I'm like, I need to cut my toenails. <laughs> <laughs> haven't shaved my legs in a bit. Thanks for pointing that out. I know that I smell bad. I'm trying Thank to you. think what I would like a guy to call me. I don't think I'd like him to call me a slut. He'd be like... Yeah, your podcast is so fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just give 
giving you compliments. Yeah, remember that tweet you did about like that one night stand? That oh, one, yeah, yeah that's like that's funny. that fart joke you made. Yeah, but it's just so fucking funny. I just want to fuck all the funniness out of you. Yeah. Fucking die. My problem is because I have a sense of humor. I feel like I've been in situations that like I'll just start laughing or making fun of him. And then the room. Yes. Some things I, I, like I can't do. Like I've always, all I want to do is peg somebody. I've never done it. I've always wanted to do it. And I never oh get to. And, but I feel like. You should I, start a new like YouTube series of interviews while you peg people. <laughs> and like they'll talk about how it feels to them. Like do they feel emasculated? Are they enjoying it? I could but see I, you as a dom. I feel like I would do anything if pushed far enough. Like I don't have a lot of sexual boundaries, but I think it's really important to talk about it. We've had you're so like many I have no people. boundaries, no respect. None. I would do whatever. You don't have to give. The, but like I feel like you can have no boundaries when you feel safe with somebody. Yeah, like be, but you're so right. Be, in my head, I'm like I don't want to call it a slut. But then if you think of the guy who you're like really into, who knows you, yeah. calling you a little slut. Then it's like fun because you're fun. like, oh, I'm just like this girl who goes to a different school and I met you at prime and like I was wearing a little skirt and you're like, wow, who's, that, who's that little slut from yeah. that other school? Right. <laughs> you're into it now. See? Okay. I'm in. I'm no, ready. I'm, I'm taking notes. Uh-huh. We're good. Yes. This is fun. I yeah, I've been trying to open my mind. I know I'm 27, but I'm like, I want to enjoy sex more. I think as you get older, and I mean, I think it's, I think porn has changed a lot and has like allowed people to understand different things about sex. But I don't know, as I've gotten older, sex has gotten better. I think that like it's no longer acceptable for men to just sit there. Like the last couple people I've slept with, they were like going down on me, making sure to like hit the clit when they're on top. Like they just, I think that men are like realizing like, oh, women can come too. Like men, I think, are so stupid. And I don't think they knew for so long that you could get off. Because so many girls were faking it or just acting like they enjoyed it. And I always say to girls, like, I don't think you should. I mean, sometimes fake it because you want the experience to be over. Men have such, yes. Men have, I like that because everyone's like, team, no fake orgasms. If he's trying really hard and you're kind of over it and you want to do something yes. else, he can be like, mm. <laughs> Is that what you sound like? <laughs> or if you drank too much, I'll never come if I've had like too much yeah, and to that, Or that's okay to like be like, hey, this feel is good, really good, but I'm just totally. like, I'm not going to come right now. Totally. With the orgasms, yeah, guys didn't know that it was something that they could like feel confident about and like it's it's two people it's a two-way street it makes right. everything better right and i still by the way i still enjoy sex even if i don't get off every single time like i just i enjoy like being touched touched in the foreplay and like the whole the whole thing i like the whole buffet of things and you know your body better now probably than when you were younger yeah and i think that as i've gotten older and had more sex i've just been more comfortable asking for things that i want like here's this position that i want or like here's what i want to do to you do you have any rules in terms of like waiting like when you have sex because you're you're a serial dater no i actually have like very strong feelings about this i think there's no correlation between when you have sex with somebody and whether they will date you i think everybody's completely different so i think that like having sex with somebody immediately doesn't mean that somebody won't date you and i think that waiting and withholding sex doesn't mean that they will date you i don't think that there's ever a reason i don't think it ever hurts to wait i don't like i think that like yeah waiting for a little while can always be a good thing see if you get to know somebody and like somebody but if you withhold sex for four dates, that doesn't mean that person's going to date you. No, yeah, not at all. And, and also, I've had two one-night stands that turned into long-term relationships. Like, my last two long-term relationships were people I slept with on, like, the first date, basically. I have many friends who are, who met their boyfriends on one-night stands. Yeah. Stand. Talk about, like, instant chemistry. Like, when you're just swiping on an app, you can't feel the energy, you can't smell the pheromones. But if you just meet someone mm-hmm. and immediately are like, I want to claw their clothes off, that's actually not that hard. Like, it's hard to come by. It is. I always just, I caution against using sex as a tool and a weapon. 
So like, yeah. I don't think that you should use it to make somebody like you or date you. Um, I think that sometimes girls have sex because they're like, oh, he'll like me more. And that's not the case. Nope. Um, I also don't think sex is so great the first time you sleep with somebody. Like on a first date, you're like, well, I don't know this person yeah. at all. But it can, I think you should do what you want to do. I've done if you want to fuck, then fuck. I've done the withholding with a guy like I th- think I really like. And then you spend time getting to know him and you invest yourself in him. And then you fuck and you're like, oh, I didn't. I'm not really that attracted to him. Yeah. So like sometimes I just do it to be like, let's see if my intuition's right that I actually am into this guy. So yeah, sex is for your own enjoyment. It's not to manipulate people or play games. And I and I love that perspective. Yeah. Also, like it depends how you act after the sex. Like act cool. Somebody's not your boyfriend because you had sex with them one time. You know, just oh, 100. Just don't expect something from somebody because you gave them sex. Yeah, it's like a really intimate, beautiful thing. But like, I fucked my but, neighbor recently, and like, I don't really think he owes me anything. You know? You're like, but if I need sugar and I go over to his place and have sugar, then I'm gonna freak the fuck out. I went there for weed. The other I day. gave you my vagina. <laughs> you went there for weed. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Wait, tell me this neighbor story. How long did you want to fuck him for? I knew him for like four hours. I thought you were going to be like, every time we went to pay rent together and go to the mailbox, I was like, ooh, one day. Nope. He literally moved in and you were like, I'll help you move into my vagina. You should come over after this. Um, He's hot. Is he Australian? Yes. You are like channeling Australians right now. I know, it's crazy. Raina said she fucked an Australian recently too. I love, (laughs) I think it's the hottest accent. They are dangerous wild animals. They're the criminals from London. Yeah. 100%. 100 percent they're amazing they're the definition of a bad boy with a with pretty voices so it fucks me in the head this guy plays guitar too danger okay so dangerous. i have something to say about the whole guitar thing because i'm right now kind of messing with a guy who plays guitar (laughs) what are you supposed to do when he's playing and singing at you i feel so awkward i love it i don't know what to do with my hands i don't know whether to smile it's like people singing happy birthday to you like what do you do okay depends on the guy like there's one particular guy i'm thinking of that like we're friends with (laughs) how many people have played guitar for you no it's like, it's depends on the guitar he has that if it's a b or a c chord it depends okay is it an original track in which case <laughs> my vagina recoils into itself and i cannot deal with it there's one person that's it was an original of that i do he, he everyone, this guy sang like his own song about like someone cheating on him and i was like oh. i don't want to fuck you right oh, now yes, it's disgusting. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's so great. And I'm trying to sing along, and I'm like, <laughs> you sing along. <laughs> I'm just no, I'm just kidding. But I did do one of those things where I started clapping before it was over. I was like, you were like, you preemptive, preemptive. That was really there. good. That was really good. Stop. stop and they broke his guitar. Just kidding. I didn't break his guitar. Um, I mean, you don't have to let them play for you. I so get they, drunk. You like like a John Mayer him. cover? I don't remember what he was playing. Every time I'm with him, he like plays. I ask him to like play and sing. See, I don't trust like that. It. If I walk in a guy's apartment with a guitar, I'm like, this guy fucks with chicks. Okay, so here's how I met him. He's alone playing guitar. He wasn't playing for me. He was just like well, sitting outside. That's the most adorable thing I've ever heard. Why do you think I fucked him? I'm. He was just sitting outside playing guitar, and now every time I see him, I'm just like, was Will it on you your play? roof? Yeah. Okay, but he, that's kind of like a guy getting a cute dog and just walking around and waiting to see which chick uh-huh. comes to him. Uh-huh. So, wait, how I did you pull the chance. move? How'd you pull it? I asked him for a guitar lesson in my apartment. You're like, underneath my covers, I need a guitar lesson. <laughs> we were pretty drunk. I'm pretty sure he knew what it meant. <gasps> did he teach you anything? Literally, I had just moved in. I had two chairs and a mattress in my apartment. I had nothing there. <laughs> we walked in there and he was like, are you going to murder me? <laughs> like, what am I here for? <laughs> 
You're like, you will be my guitar teaching slave and you will teach me guitar every morning and night. Now I've gotten to know him a little bit though, because like he is he's always outside of my roof, so like I see him all the time. I don't I don't I'm not crazy about this person. Like I would never date this person. So it's just it's Isn't a, it funny some people like you want to have sex with so bad, but then you wouldn't date them? Absolutely. I feel like people talk about guys feeling that way all the time, but they don't talk enough about how girls are like that. Because everybody every person on earth assumes that every woman has sex with somebody and they're like, that's my guy. Like for example, I don't think him. I can see myself dating a wild party rugby Australian player in real life like dating him but here you are thank you so much for dating <laughs> she was like that was very specific that was very specific no it didn't work out with him but at one point i kind of did want to date him i was like we can go to australia and meet your parents it didn't work out i'm okay though you seem okay i'm totally fine <laughs> he fucked one of my friends i'm fine wow New York is she small. She sounds like a good friend. New, New York, York is... Yeah, there's only 12 million people. <laughs> I was like, it, it was bound to happen. Yeah, you can't control it. There's only 6 million vaginas to slide into. So my current favorite foreplay is I'm seeing this guy, and we um, we literally just flirt, and we don't... Like, whenever he touches me, I go, don't touch me. I love that, though. The anticipation is so it's, hot. But I was, like, seeing someone, Yeah. so I wasn't... I literally just flirt with him for fun. Do you sext at all? We What's the didn't. Like? Okay. So we literally would not talk that much, but uh -huh. I'd see him like because we like do some work together, whatever. And he'd flirt with me, and I'd be like, "Don't touch me!" And I just act like I hated him. Uh huh. And he would just kind of laugh, and he laughs at everything I say. It's adorable. And we're just—that's my love language. Laughing at my jokes. <sighs> yes. I just tweeted. I can't tell if I like him or he just laughs at my jokes. <laughs> it's. I feel like your your Twitter and your memes are like it's. The voice of my brain. You and Jared Freed. Like, I don't need to talk to anybody besides the two of you. You just see us talking together. It's out of control. Me and Jared. Everyone check out that episode. So, finally, he, like, pecked me this weekend. I've never been more horny for a person. And I literally, people are like, do you like him? Do you have emotion for him? And I'm like, I don't know because I'm so, so clouded blinded. by blue balls. Absolutely. Like, I, the fact that we've barely done anything <laughs> and we're so attracted to each other, not touching or fucking or kissing, not doing anything is the hottest thing ever. It's wild. The anticipation, I'll, I will masturbate to a sext any day. Oh, yeah. The anticipation kills me. I love it. But I love it, too, because you can make it in your head whatever. You're like, when oh, I finally yeah. fuck him, it's going to be the most incredible sex I've ever had. Even yes. if it's shit, it's so much better. The imagination is always better. I feel like it's, it's just like this fiery passion. You can't recreate it like waiting. Ooh, and the unknown. Nice. You're like, how will his tongue feel? What's going to happen? I really thought about it. Yeah, I how thought about it. I'm like, honestly, really horny and blue balled right now and hungover so perfect transition for our next dark question of yeah, the day dude, i feel like i haven't got dark enough for i you know because i just i'm horny and i want to talk about sex yeah i mean if you want me to talk get <laughs> i feel like should i tell like a sad story <laughs> well here's the question okay when was the last time you were depressed i have never been clinically depressed so like i i would never say that i've like ever experienced what that is like mm -hmm. needing to be on medication um there's only been a couple times in my life where I would say like are the saddest days and like experiences in my life. Probably the worst thing that's ever happened to me was my fiance left me. And he left me the day after our engagement party. Like he really humiliated me. Um, so that was the worst time of my life. That was probably the last time I was like severely. How did he leave you? Oh, he like left me in a big way. Like um, I'm envisioning a Sex in the City movie moment. Um, yeah, if I could say it was worse than that, it was. Um, so we were together for like three years. He could just sort of never get his shit together. 
like it was like a new job every six months. I was constantly like I was on the hook for a lot of money all the time. I had to pay our rent. But he really was like a sweet guy. I just felt like I was a little disappointed all the time. But why do you think he was the one? Um, first of all, I was younger. Um, so I think that you want different things at different ages. 100%. This person was so loving, so kind. I trusted him. He was a great partner and a great teammate. Um, he really supported me in a lot of ways emotionally, really sexually attracted to him. Not financially though. Not financially. But like, I don't know. I just thought like we're young. He'll get it together. I don't need, I'm not going to leave somebody because they don't make as much money. How old were you? I was 28 when he left me and I was sort of just unhappy and I kept thinking like, why am I so disappointed all the time? Why am I so unhappy? And I think because he was so, yeah, obviously like in retrospect, I know exactly what happened, but yeah, because he was so unhappy and unstable, it was hard for him to find activities, make friends, have hobbies outside of me, you know? So anyways, it's a cycle of things, but um, he got this job bartending and I had like a nine to five. We never saw each other. Mm -hmm. I was going to like birthday parties and weddings, all this stuff alone. I was alone a lot. Um, and we'd been fighting kind of a little bit, but nothing like terrible. Um, and it was the day before our engagement party. Um, he came home at five o'clock in the morning from his job. He'd gone out after he'd like been partying and drinking. And I woke up and I was like, I wasn't yelling at him. I was like sad. I was like weepy. And I was like, you know, like my whole family is coming in town tonight. My whole bridal party, like, do you have to come home at five o'clock in the morning? You're gonna sleep all day. Um, he said basically, um, you know, I've been thinking about this for a long time and um, I'm not in love with you and I love you, but I don't wanna marry you and I'm really unhappy and I just wanna see like what else is out there. And he said, you know, I keep trying to be all these things for you to impress you and I'm failing at all of them and I wouldn't have tried them if you hadn't made me and so the failure is yours. And it was really one of the meanest things I didn't say. Like, all I wanted him to do was be happy. Anyways, so. Classic ga gaslighting move. It was real mean. Um, <laughs> you wanted me to be great and I can't be, so you're. It's your you're, fault. It's your fault. Um, so I, I didn't really know what to do. We'd never had, like, an argument like that or a fight. I mean, this was really, like, out of character for him, so I knew he meant it. Um, and that afternoon, my entire family and my bridal party and everybody that I knew flew into New York for, this, for the party. Oh, my God. That I had prepaid on my credit card. Yeah. Oh, did you get points? I don't think so. I think it was okay. debit card. Okay, shit. Um, good question. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I had to go to my engagement party. I had to go to my engagement party knowing that he was going to leave me. Did you tell anyone? I was so distraught. I went, I had a car at the time. I don't remember why, but I went to pick up my dad at the airport and I like lost my mind. I couldn't stop crying. I was like hyperventilating. I couldn't breathe. I just like... I'm really close to my parents. My parents know when something's wrong. My mom yeah. kept like hucking me because she wanted to go wedding dress shopping. And I kept my mom, like, I don't want to. I, I won't even to. be with her and something will happen to me. And she'll text me and be right. like, just let you know I love you. And I'm like, this bitch had a feeling. know. They just, if they smell at your parents. When you're close to your parents, they just know. And they know you. I know. Um, so, yeah, I had to go to my engagement party. My dad knew. I did not tell my brother because I just didn't want to like burden other people with this. Um, and then the next day, uh, so you like had fake smiled your whole engagement I party? had to stand up and give a speech. It was <gasps> torture. It was like the worst thing I've ever been through. It was horrible. It was 75 people. Also, it, it shows what like a 
kind of pe- like in a positive way people pleaser and empathetic person you are because i know some people might have been like fuck this fuck everyone i'm depressed i'm gonna be in the hotel room and they could all fuck themselves i mean you're just like you're in total shell shock you're, you're still like, in shock i don't yeah, know what yeah. the fuck is happening i guess yeah. i'm gonna go to this fucking party and for all you know like tomorrow he might wake up and be like sorry i just Absolutely. had feet. So, yeah, the next day, I, I we went home that night, and I said to him, we're in bed, and I was like, listen, why don't we pump the brakes? We don't need to get married. Why don't we just get back to being us? We'll go out to dinner tomorrow night. We'll just, we'll cancel the wedding. We'll just get back to us. Yeah. And he was like, I think that's a great idea. We went to sleep, whatever. I went to work, came home that afternoon. He had packed a backpack, said, I thought about it. I'm not going to try. And he left me. But it was it. a blessing. Yeah. I mean... I think that anybody can turn a terrible thing into a blessing. Like, I know that he thinks he but did me a do favor. do you really think he was the one? Or he would have I been a for great that, husband? for that time, he was the one. I really loved him. and He was great. I think that because I was with somebody that wasn't particularly, like, I don't know, motivated yeah. or had any hobbies, it made me. I also, like, didn't ever read books or travel or try to make It sounded new like he wasn't fulfilled in any way within himself. Yeah. So it was hard for him to experience love when he wasn't loving who he was. Absolutely. And I saw him years later, and he said to me, I blamed you for all these things. I, ha- I thought all these problems in my life were because of you, and you're gone, and all these problems are still here. Was exactly. And I thought that that was So okay. he didn't get better in any way? In the um, last couple of years? I think he's just accepted things about himself. So instead of like wanting to be more than a bartender, I think he's decided I'm going to be a bartender. I'm going to have hobbies outside of this. I don't yeah. need to make a ton of money, and I'm happy with that. And I think that's good, too. I think that's good for him. I think that's what he needed. Did you, when you met him, was a part of you like, what if we can try again? When I saw him a couple years ago? Or last yeah. year? Um, I met him, and we're, we're sitting in this restaurant. I'm like across from him, and I like remembered loving him. I, like, remembered mm. how much I loved this person. It was so easy. It was so comfortable. He knows my family. He knows everything about me. And as much as you change, you grow up, you're still the same. And so I thought, like, wow, I love this person so much. But all the problems that we had were still in that room. And I remember he told me about something he was, like, trying professionally and not doing very well at. And I started being like, well, what if you tried this and this and this? What if you got a yeah. mentor? And I was like, oh, my God, I'm doing it. Yeah. And... I don't know. I just, I know that I could never make him happy and he could never make me happy. We would just never mesh today. Yep. And so it's just, there's nothing more than comfortability. And also no one can really make anyone happy if they're not happy within themselves. That's a great point. I know that same, when I was younger dating, I dated a guy who like had a lot of his own issues and I loved being able to like help him. And he was six, three and really hot. So that was why I stayed in that. That's important. <laughs> it's really important. I say the amount of inches above six feet he is is the amount of the months I'll stay with him, even though he's a deadbeat. Um, so, <laughs> so math works out though. It makes it sense. makes perfect sense. I graduated from college, so he. I remember sitting with him, and I was like, "Oh my god, he's so handsome!" And they started talking about like how he's having trouble with stuff, and I immediately became like his mom again, mm-hmm. where I was like, "Well, can you do this? Can you do that?" And there's nothing. That will dry you up quicker than feeling like the guy's mom or babysitter trying to get him to like get his shit together. Right. Well, you shouldn't have to do that. Somebody should. I mean, we should all bring something to our partners' lives to encourage them and uplift them. But like, you shouldn't have to be the only one doing it. Mm-hmm. But like, I look. I don't hate this person. Like, people are like, "Wow, you must hate him." I don't. I've never no. hated him. I don't. Well, even love is not like. There's the, what is the quote about love? Is there's no rules and anything is fair in love and war. Mm-hmm. So I feel like. 
Breaking up with someone never makes you a bad person. You can go about it badly. The way that he did it was terrible. And because it, and it probably it. was in his head for a while. A long time. And he didn't have the balls to totally. do it until he was way too far deep. I think he probably was like, I have a home with this person. I love her. I care about her. Why would I leave this? But then I think he was like, oh, I'm never going to make her happy. And I'm going to hate myself forever because of this. Breaking up takes bravery and balls and getting out of your comfort zone. Also, people joke about how in New York City, like, people just get too busy to break up. Like, why haven't you broken up yet? (laughs) Like, people would just be like, you know, then he was at work and then I was at work. Yeah, like, breaking up takes time. I know a bunch of people that have, like, I thought they were going to break up and then they just, like, moved in together. (laughs) They just, like, didn't have time to think about it. Exactly. Like, sometimes your lives are just going too much and you can't stop and find that. Because also breaking up takes, like, a whole three-hour conversation and then another conversation the next day, then crying. It takes at least a couple weeks to break up. People in New York are pieces. Shit. People That's what we're of shit. They're like, fine, I'll save rent. Let's move in together. Exactly. I hate this person, but we can live together. But speaking of love for yourself, yeah, I wanted you on this podcast because you're in a really beautiful moment. I feel like I feel like you're Thanks. you're in alignment with a lot of who you are and your goals. And I mean, you have one of the most successful podcasts in the world. Are you happier now than in the past when you were like a waiter, you were lost and stuff? Like, I don't know that I ever felt lost, but I feel like this is really, I think the people are, I, I was at the airport the other day and mm-hmm. I was like, I wanted to buy a book and every single thing, floor to ceiling, wall to wall was self-help books. And I was yeah. Like, Jesus fucking Christ, why are there so many of these? But I think that people are always like searching for their purpose. And I think a lot of people sit at their desks all day long and they're like, there's more to life than this. Like, I want something different than this. Um... And I think that at least for now, I've found, like, the purpose of my life today. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that, like, even though on the service I have a comedy show about sex and dating, what it has done for other people is really moving. And mm. we'll get 50 messages a day um, from people that say a whole bunch of different things. So whether it is that we normalized the conversation for them about sex and allowed them to ask their partner for something that they wanted. Um, to Somebody who emailed us the other day, this one girl said her dog died and it's so quiet in her home and that we fill the sound in her home. <laughs> um, another girl wrote me the other day and she said that she became paralyzed recently and she's it's horrible for her and she's in the hospital all the time and she listens to us to get through the doctor's appointments um so you're seeing yourself affect people in a way you've never been able to before and i never set out to like i i thought we would start this podcast i have a friend this is fun this is you're funny. like I'm let's a- shit on guys who used to shit on us exactly <laughs> let's build this on the backs of our exes <laughs> But, like, what it's been able to do for people, and everybody that messages us and says, like, you've given me the courage to have the conversations that I was scared to have. And whether that's asking for a raise or asking your partner for something else or to stop doing something, I'd like, that is, I, I can't imagine ever having, like, a more meaningful life. And I think that the show has done so much, like, even more for me. Because, like, I feel like I really understand that, like, everybody is going through shit. Yeah. Everybody has these horrible insecurities that are crippling. Even the most successful, beautiful, amazing people, mm-hmm. like, Every I feel connected to like every female on earth because I feel like they've all. I'm emailed starting me. to feel that way too. It's crazy, right? <laughs> it's true. People are just everybody's just going through shit. And they're yep. just trying to get through the day. And also, one thing in life you said like people could be sitting at their desk and they don't know what to do. A lot of people are actually afraid of success, especially even when you get it. Now that you went into this to have fun with Ashley and make a great podcast, now that it's starting to get numbers and money. Do you find yourself ever like not enjoying the success or being scared of the success or putting more pressure on yourself? 
I enjoy it. I mean, I, I love it. Every week I'm really proud of what we do. I think Ashley and I have a really good working relationship. We were asked this question yesterday in an interview and I thought it was a really cool answer. The girl said, you know, what are you not proud of and what would you change? Mm. And I said, and Ashley, that every single time we record and every time we walk off stage at a live show, immediately we're like, good job. Here's what I would change. And we're always evaluating every single show, every single episode. Let's do something different. Let's change this. I feel like really proud of that. I think that as you grow and you have a bigger audience, you just have to think about what you say more. So like just because you think something is funny between you and a girlfriend does not mean other people are going to think it's funny. Mm. And I think that as you have more of an audience, you have more of a responsibility. True. So like Ashley and I are like for it took a while. With great power comes great responsibility. It's a Spider-Man quote. It's a scary thing, though. Like we started talking like, you know, do we want to talk about politics on the podcast? You know, there's all these things happening in the world, at the, in the United States, especially at the border or with abortion. And we were like, okay, we're a female-focused podcast. We have to talk about these things. Mm-hmm. And just figuring out how to say those things and realizing you are going, you're going to alienate some people. And you're but you don't want people. to change yourself to like make people happy. No. Because I feel like when you're just being authentically yourself, actually more people are happy because they relate to authenticness. That's probably why people like your show a lot too because I feel like you are like a person. I met you and I'm like, oh, what you see is what you get. There's nothing (laughs) pretentious about this girl. Like she is exactly what you're seeing. And that's probably why people really like your show. I think it was cool because being on a reality show, you can't always control how how people will judge you because imagine if someone just cut a bunch of parts of your life and put it together. And people, the whole point of reality is like people judging whether they like you or not without meeting you. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I love that I can use podcasting as a way for people to like hear me unfiltered and just talk shit with my friends. You're lucky that you get to control the message as opposed to Bravo. Exactly. Which is my favorite which network we is should win an Emmy for all of its shows. Um, I want to play our first game okay. together. Yes. It's called Heaven or Hell. Heaven or Hell. And I'm just going to throw some things at you and tell cool. me if it's heaven or hell. Okay. So there's this recent thing. I learned that Instagram models and possibly the Kardashians get their bottom rib removed. Okay. Have you heard of that? Yeah, absolutely. So heaven or hell, getting your rib removed. I mean, it would be my own personal version of hell. If I could look like Kim Kardashian, I don't know. Kim- I don't know. I think it looks like an alien. I think there is so much pressure when you are on television to like look a certain way. I see myself on an interview on a very small tell and I'm like, oh my God, when did I gain 50 pounds? I'm so ugly. I'm so fat. Like, I can't imagine what it does to your psyche to see yourself. That's why none of these girls eat. But my thing is, I want to be on TV and eat, and then hopefully people will be like, oh, it's okay to look like that on TV. Like, I'm naturally, like, pretty muscular. and You I've, look great. Oh, thank you, honey. But I did gain 10 pounds last season uh-huh. from eating my face off emotionally and drinking Drink more it. than I've ever drank in a summer and not working out during the week because I was tired. <laughs> Quote, unquote, tired. My mom's like, maybe you should go to yoga. And I'm like, maybe you I need a fucking fuck nap up. and you shut up. <laughs> Mom. Uh, getting that done is my own personal version of hell. But I guess like if you have those. What if it pressures. didn't hurt? I'm a tiny person, though. I don't need it either. <laughs> no, you would just... I'm literally... No, I mean, there's a lot of things wrong with me, but I'm, I'm, I'm petite. I wouldn't do it. It's funny, too, because, like, I mean... I would buy them, new titties. They are petite. You'd get, you would get a... I'm ready for new titties. A reduction or a lift or both? Both. And maybe a little... A small implant. I don't know. I mean, if I'm going to go under the knife, I might as well get an implant. I just want them to be, like, really perky. Mm-hmm. And, like, I mean, gravity can only hold up for so long. Yeah. I mean, they're real now, but... Yeah. You don't want back issues. No, I'm just ready for new titties. If you have any surgeons that are listening that want to give me titties. 
That's what we did in your last podcast. She was like, if anyone's listening, send us some ice cream sandwiches. Like, what do you want? What do you want? And I was like, um, <laughs> anything? I have cheese at crackers. I'm pretty happy, actually. A Bengal kitten? People are like, she's a piece of shit. I just think this rib, rib removal thing has, I have to put my foot down. This, that crosses the line. Cr- that's where I cross the line. I think that if you get work done, you should just be honest about it. And that's my only But I just think we thing. should never have to start losing bones in our body to look beautiful. I know. It's fucked. But it's like the Real Housewives effect. Like every single one of those people first season looks like a totally different <laughs> science project from the second <laughs> season. And I get it. It would fuck me up to see you, myself like that. I, to be honest, they everyone's joking that I have had like a glow up since the yeah. last season. Because next thing you, you know, people up. are like, oh, do you want to get your teeth whitened? And I'm like, why would I ever get my teeth whitened before if I wasn't on TV? Uh-huh. I don't know. I wouldn't like go to a doctor and go out yeah. of my way. Next thing you know, some hairstylist is like, you know, you should get more, you know, blonde in your hair. And I'm like, okay. Next thing you know, the dentist is like, you know, I could shave this part of your tooth and then you could look like fucking. Let me say. I didn't get, no, I didn't get it yet. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to get you it. You whiten them? Yeah, I whiten them. They look great. <laughs> Thanks. I think there's a part of enhancing your natural beauty that I'm really into. Yeah. Because if you start changing too much, then you start disassociating how you really feel about who you are. I think people should do whatever they feel like doing. Whatever the fuck you feel like doing, do it. I just, I just get mad about females having that pressure, and I wish they didn't. Right. Like, I, I wish society didn't make us feel like we had to change so much about our faces and but bodies. But in the meantime, but in the meantime you feel like doing something, and fucking do it and own it. I get Botox, do it. Do, I, no, I haven't yes. had enough yet recently. I can move my face again. <laughs> but as a comedian, don't you feel weird laughing and being like, ah! No, because I can incorporate it in my jokes. It's funny. I'm like, <laughs> I, am, I, am I upset? Am I mad? You don't know. <laughs> Oh my god, this would be so fun to fight with your boyfriend. He's like, are you yelling at me or laughing yes, at me? Yes, bitch! <laughs> okay, next. Being casted on Summer House next season, heaven or hell? I don't think I want to be on a reality show. I don't think that that is for me. I don't know that I would. Um, well, I already don't want to be on television. <laughs> so, uh, to be on television and a reality... I just, I'm too drunk all the time. Like I can't. You think con- I'm not too drunk all the time no, on Summer House? That's your personal decision. <laughs> cannot control the, per- the the person that I become. What kind of drunk are you? I'm fine. I'm always like really positive and upbeat <laughs> but like I Occasionally lived- I curse someone out but it's normal. I live to make people uncomfortable. It's my favorite thing <gasps> in the world. That's what I do. Why do you think I have this it. podcast? I lo- oh my god. So we have the same agent. I walk into his office and say the wildest shit. He's the most uncomfortable person I've ever met. And he probably hates me. I just love I feel alive when I can get reactions out of people I just say shit to get reactions and when you hang out with your comedy friends no one gives a like they just all laugh because nobody you can't ever get they're like oh you really crossed that line no you didn't but then when you hang out with your like normal friends people people are like you have no boundaries and you're making all of us feel uncomfortable and I'm like I've succeeded yes and that's why I don't have a nine to five because I don't right. fuck with HR. People like you and me can't have traditional jobs. And it's because my dad would say I have a dirty mouth. Um, okay, heaven or hell guy has a massive penis. It's not for me. I'm not a size queen. Same. I just I, I'm I'm not out. I'm five feet tall. I'm not out here needing like a hog that I can taste that's while you're fucking me. That's why I asked me. you because you're. I mean, I don't. Do you think because you're little, you always have a tiny vagina? No, I mean everybody's okay. body is like a different wonderland, but like. <laughs> I'm a five foot tall person. The cavity inside of me can't fit more than five or six inches. Dude, I've we've I've kind of mentioned this before, but I'm gonna say it. British Dave from last year's Summer House had the largest. He's a donger, a big old donger. The largest. Well, he's six six. 
Okay. But that doesn't mean that he correlate? Has, doesn't always, okay. no. But his penis was so big, and it, like, no matter how good or hot or attracted we were to each other, it fucking hurt. And that's when I was like, I want a boyfriend-sized dick. I love a medium dick. Yes, now I'll do a, a thing, boyfriend, boyfriend dick. dick. Now I'll do this thing where I'll flirt with guys. If we get to the point where we're, like, talking about shit, I'll be like, do you have a medium dick? Do you have a medium-sized <laughs> dick? Medium no, because I'll, I'll go, how big is your dick? And they'll act weird because they think I want it to be like, yes, it's so big. And I'm like, is it medium? It's a trick question. Is it medium or below average? Because I want it. <laughs> I really want it. I need it. The first guy I ever had sex with is the biggest dick I've ever seen in my life. You poor baby. It was like getting fucked with an anaconda. No. And some people are like, oh, it was the first time. You don't know. Okay, well, I slept with that guy for like 10 years. And every single time, I just like, I could taste it while we were fucking. (laughs) It was like hard to take. I had to do like a whole breathing ritual to like relax myself enough. Right, to take it. I was like, (laughs) and you'd be like, are you okay? And I'm like, no. Anyway, um, good. We're on the same page. <laughs> okay, so you are one hungry Jew on Instagram. Yeah. So I had to ask heaven or hell, um, never being hungry again. That was a weird question. That didn't make sense. It's weird to think but about. Like never having to deal with food again. Um, I feel like I'm never hungry. I just eat. Like I feel like I have a limitless, bottomless pit inside of me. Like I don't need food. I just like shove things in my face. I just tweeted. I've never actually been hungry when I ate a snack. Same. Like you don't eat snacks because you're hungry. Snacks. They're not there for like sustenance. It's like how you just craved like you just need a little salt in your mouth. I'm not hungry. I just want like a little sweet, a little savory. I don't know whatever I need in that moment. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't mind never being hungry again. I'd probably look better. It wouldn't stop me. Do you from feel eating. like having an Instagram account that's all about food like made you ever feel pressure to eat more because you had to like go to restaurants and like take pictures of shit? No, I mean I don't do that anymore. I haven't done it since like December, so I just I totally quit the food thing. But um, I think that people think I that, stopped like, with food. I was just like over food. I'm over food. I'm done. I'm done. Somehow I'm fatter than I was when I was a food blogger. But <laughs> it's weird how those things happen. No, you look amazing. Maybe it's just because you you're look tan, amazing. Though. I know. I've been tanning like crazy. I go up to that roof. I always say. Um, bitches be crazy once they use self tanner once they're just out of fucking control and that's me that I'm, I'm bitches <laughs> I self tan and I become like my ego's out of control because you know that you like look so fly because when my boobs are tan like your boobs never get tan because right, like you're when you're tanning you don't show your nips so when I have tan boobs I'm like I'm a Greek goddess do you think guys like so I was naked in front of somebody the other day mm-hmm. and I was like I'm butt naked and so like but it's like I have this like white strip across my titties where my mm-hmm. nipples are like where I'm not tan. Mm-hmm. Is that weird for guys? I don't, don't think care? guys even notice. You're right. They probably don't even notice. I could shave my happy. head and be naked and yes. they're like, your nipples look great. They're happy you're just touching their penis. Exactly. <laughs> oh, so I'm having so much fun with you. We are going to play our final game okay. called Seven Deadly Sins. You're Ooh. doing amazing. You're killing the game. Seven deadly sins. What are you greedy about? Snacks. <laughs> what are your favorite snacks? Um, I like the pretzel thins with hummus. It's I eat like I crush like a tub of hummus and a bag of pretzels every it's day. Actually, like, kinda, it's actually not a bad snack. healthy, right? It's actually because I have no portion control. I need to pick healthier snacks. Yeah, I cannot have a bag of like Cape Cod salt, salt and pepper. Chips. I think the trick is like you can't go to the couch with the bag so i'll pour it into a bowl but then i just keep refilling the bowl i've never done also you can't smoke weed before you do it which i've also started to do which is like kryptonite having snacks in the house with weed and hummus goes down so easy it just melts <laughs> right, in your down your right down your gullet <laughs> who are you envious of 
You know who I would love to emulate is Bethany Frankel because I think that she's just like created all of these businesses out of thin air and she's like such a badass and doesn't give a fuck about anybody what they say and she I, looks so good. I just started to watch Real Housewives in New York from the beginning. Yeah. Why do you why do you love Bethany so much? Like why do you think people from the very beginning were like obsessed with her? I think that she's just like she's a very strong independent person and like I had this moment this morning actually. I bought a pair of Louboutins. I bought my first pair of Louboutins. Congratulations, Thank bitch. you so much. We've arrived. <laughs> we have arrived. Uh, and they're $800. I have to like talk crazy. to you differently now. Now that you know that I'm rich. Now that you have a Louie. Because um, you're working your fucking ass off. It was off. nice to do that for myself. It was a really nice feeling to be like, I don't have a kid right now. And I don't have a boyfriend that supports me or a father that supports me. I did this for myself. And it was a really nice moment. And you I think really she, earned it. I, I did. I talked about dicks long enough. 75 <laughs> episodes. I got those lubes. I think Bethany Frankel is just somebody who like independently did all these things for herself and like kept creating and innovating and changing. I've heard her speak and I think that she's so brilliant and Mm -hmm. strong and Mm -hmm. I just think she's great. I think she also, it's hard to be on reality TV and for people to love you all the time because you go through so many trials and tribulations of your life, but she always owns her shit. Like when she messes up, she's like, yeah, Yeah, I was being a psycho. Yeah. Yeah. I was going through this hard time and I didn't deal with it well. So I was like watching to kind of learn from her a little now that I'm in reality TV, like how she dealt with stuff. That was crazy. Besides snacks, what are you gluttonous about? These <laughs> are so hard. This You're is the like, hardest line of questioning. I just want to say snacks. I love snacks, snacks, snacks. I like, I do like snacks. I like sex a lot. I'm, I'm, if I'm like dating somebody, I'll have sex multiple times a day. I'm very really sex. Yes. What if he's a sexual person? What if he's really into you, but just doesn't want to do it all day? Do you feel rejected? Not all day. I mean, I like to have sex every day. <laughs> She's like, honey, not all day. Calm down. Like three times in a night. No, <laughs> Do you prefer morning or night sex? I prefer it all. Uh, I love morning sex. I like when somebody's just behind you and they just slide it in a little bit and you're like on your side. See, you so can't lazy. do that with a massive dick. It doesn't just slide in. <laughs> it never just slides in. I just want in. like a schmedium dick. Schmedium. That's all I want. Schmedium or sh- below average. Um, I shop a lot. Shop a lot for clothing. I bought four dresses before I came to meet you. That was hysterical. For me to purchase anything, I go through like a whole wide range of emotions of like guilt do I, yeah, guilt, do I deserve this? Yeah. Do I need this? Why am I searching for external happiness? And you're like, hey, I just bought four dresses. Well, to be fair, I went to H&M. They were each like $10. True. So it's not, I'm, I'm not out here. Well, I'm now bankrupt because of the Louboutins. <laughs> I can only afford $10 <laughs> dresses. I'm really proud of you though. Because also, walking in a good pair of high heels I look like an idiot in it, like because I, I can't walk. I can't walk. But you feel like you run the world a little. It's for my live shows because I sit on stage. And you sit. Because okay. <laughs> when I start walking, I walk I'm like I'm like a baby deer. I tried to walk across my living room today and them, and I was like, I can't fucking do it. I love how you bought something for $800 you can't even walk in. Cannot walk. But it's worth it. When was the last time you experienced extreme wrath, so extreme anger? Um, I will tell. Oh, So I let things go pretty easily. I'm like a very, I'll like have like an emotional reaction to something. Five minutes later, I'm like, I don't care about this. Um, But when somebody I really love really burns me or lets me down. um, So I would say it was like in January with somebody I was like very close with. And he like really turned on me and really let me down and like attacked me. And that's the last time Did you give it to him? Or are you more of like your cut? I am never like your cut with somebody I really care about. I actually will always sit down with you and try to rationalize. And there's nobody that knows me that thinks like Raina cannot self-evaluate and mm-hmm. say she's sorry. Mm-hmm. Like there's tons of shit wrong with me. But like I will always listen to your point of view and a lot of times say I'm sorry. Because they say there's, two si- there's three sides to every story. Totally. My side, you're saying the truth. And at first I was like, no, I'm right. And then I thought about it and I'm like, but I don't know what they were experiencing. And 
you can at least feel bad that you made another person feel like that, even if you don't understand where, where they're coming, coming from. from. See, I'm more of a cutoff type of person. You are, like I'll, just, you're if I hear someone talking shit in some way, I'm like, eh, well, just, I don't need another person in my life. Depends on the person. Depends I love cutting people. It just feels like free. It's like it's like spring cleaning. But it's like, look, if you're not going to act right, I don't need to keep begging you. To yeah, act if right. someone's hurt by me, I definitely want to talk to them. But if someone's just talking shit about me, I'm like, oh, then I know that I don't have to answer right. your text messages Good anymore. For you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you're, next time you go to coffee, I say, I can't. I'm sorry, I'm busy. When was the last time you were a sloth? Because you What's and a Ash, sloth? a sloth is in like lazy. Oh my God. Every time I drink the next morning, I is like, do but not you talk and to Ashley me. in the industry are known as like varied hard workers. Oh, is what you. I've heard. I'm, I think that we work, we work very hard and we work very smart also. Um, so I think people are like, oh, it's a once a week podcast. Like, how hard could you be working? Mm. But like, there's a million things, as you know, that go the into booking, it. The booking, the marketing, the editing, the live the shows. Live shows. Yes. We're always on the road. We're always looking for guests. We're always also, I mean, it's not just that. We're looking for other things to do, products and books and shit like that. But it sounds really important. And also, you kind of have to live your life to have shit to talk about. Yeah, that's true. Like, you Everything still have I do to is live. for the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I, my hangovers are super ruthless. So like, I, you can't talk to me for Have you always hours. had bad hangovers? They've gotten worse. But since I was like, yeah, maybe like 25, they've been pretty bad. Like mm-hmm. I won't leave the house. I will order takeout three times. <laughs> I will watch an entire season of something like total garbage, like the league. See, I've like done that sober. <laughs> <laughs> like I was thinking about yesterday. <laughs> anyway, um, that's I lay my out own problem. every day too. Mm-hmm. I like lay out of the roof. I listen to podcasts. I'm sure that that's. Sloppy. I always think tanning is a legitimate sport because I'm terrible at tanning. Like I'll go out, mm-hmm. my eyes start to hurt because my shades aren't the right kind of shades, and then I start to get bored, and then I can't get the right position, and I'll last 15 it's work. minutes. You're a professional. You put in work. Do you have any tanning advice for our listeners? You need constant entertainment at mm. all times. So like tons of podcasts, murder podcasts specifically, mm. or my podcast, mm-hmm. or maybe yours. Or maybe mine. If you listen to both of our podcasts twice. Yes. Murder podcasts. Just continually rate and review our podcast the whole time. Um, wireless headphones are super key. Yes. So you don't have cords all over the place. You yeah. You talk on the phone. And then I bring my moleskin up to the roof with me just so I feel like I'm doing something. Oh, Make yeah. Lists. And if guys are walking by, they're like, oh, she's artsy. Look how hard she's working on her moleskin. <laughs> also, great way to meet guys. Go sit in the park with some sunscreen next to you. Guys will always ask you for sunscreen. It really? is foolproof. Yes. That's fun. Yeah, because guys don't have their shit together to remember the one thing you need when you're going to the park well, on a pre- hot day. They'll just pretend that they need it. They probably have it in their pocket. No, they don't. They're stupid. They're stupid. <laughs> this is a tough one. When was the last time hard. you let your pride get in the way of something? So, like, your ego. It's really tough sometimes because Ashley and I will, like, butt heads about... Um, a decision and it's like I mean I bet two people working to the extent that you are of course you must at some point have like some moments that you disagree yeah we've had a couple moments where I'm like I'm just not gonna let her win I'm just gonna sit here and I'm gonna argue until I don't even care even though you says. know she has a point yeah, too. absolutely <laughs> she's super she's super smart and great at what she does and there's been times when I'm like I'm not breaking eye contact <laughs> I will not lose focus I will win this argument um but it's been it's been a lot to swallow my own pride I know she feels the same way because she yeah. would rather do everything herself and so would I and oh because so sometimes two people like one of them is a control freak and one's just more creative but you guys are both very similar I feel like in some ways, but I think that, like, you know, I've had to learn that, and she has too, like, every decision we make is for the benefit of the business. And it is not because I have an ego or she has an ego. I have walked off stage and she has said to me, that joke was not good. Don't do that again in a nicer way. But, like, mm-hmm. and I've had to be, like, 
that sucks that you're like insulting me and saying this. But then I'm like, okay, she was there. She knows it wasn't as funny as it could be. And it's because she cares and she's giving you honesty. Absolutely. That's like your best friends. Like I have who will be like, hey, I don't like that shirt on you. Why do you wear it all the time? And I'm like, why did all my other friends let me wear this fucking shirt? <laughs> but it's hard. It is really hard to get there. I told you once, I, I don't know if I said it in this podcast or another podcast, but I was with my friend and she has this stunning, gorgeous body. She's one of those people who naturally has like the smallest waist and like big chest. She sounds terrible. She's terrible. But like, it was like the middle of winter and we're sitting there and like she gained like 10 pounds okay. like noticeable and like we're kind of looking in the mirror because we were getting ready to go out and i felt kind of like i gained weight over the winter and she was like do you think i've gained weight and i kind of was like do you think i gained weight and we both were like we both got fat <laughs> i've never once been able to look at a friend and be like dude you're fat and she was like you're fat and i'm like shit we got fat we were both wow. like 10 pounds overweight I, I but there was this it. beautiful moment where i was like okay that was beautiful we've admitted that we're both fat and now how do we go about this? that i can't believe that that would crush me <laughs> but like no we knew we weren't like fat but we knew that you know when you just don't feel that good and then people are like no you look great and you're like but i don't feel great it was actually refreshing for someone to be like yeah you gained a little weight but you're still good and you need to drop your winter weight. I think that you look, I'm not every relationship is like this. I think you just learn though that you can say those things to people and you can still remain friends. Yeah. And like her and I like are constantly like, that was a bad decision that mm. I, I wouldn't have done that. This is a bad joke. This is whatever. Like we're constantly saying that to each other. But I think because we both do it, it I don't feel like I'm victimized. And it's also out of love. Like if yeah. a random person after your show was like, that was a shitty joke. You're like, they might just be Who saying that to make you. me feel bad. Yeah. Absolutely. But Ashley's like, we're making the best show possible. Well, and I respect her honesty. She's actually, of the two of you at first, I was kind of scared at her. Oh, and I her. met her. I was like, this bitch. But then she gets, she softens up, but yeah. you have to break through you her shell. Yep. And I fucking love that. I wish I was more like that. So I'm, do I'm I. envious of it because I'm the opposite. People get like really close to me really quickly. And then I'm like, oh, I should have put up some walls. That's how I am too. Is this what's going to happen with us? No. Yeah, I don't think I so. Just, I feel like I know enough about I you. love a good warm, like, friend but then you, you're like wait they're a little too into me and then you're like oh they're trying What's to cut my on? skin off and yeah. wear it yes yeah, that happened once okay when was the this is gonna be good for you when was the last time you lusted over someone i feel like i'm like you know i'm like so into comedians i'm such a creep i would, I would fuck your ex <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't because i love you wait let's talk about this. okay because on i'm your, obsessed with comedians on your podcast i for the first time gave a name of the ex that i dated the comedian who i'm very cool with we learned a lot from each other i went through some dark times with him but we're all good now you show me like a hot funny guy with, with tattoos i it is but dan still doesn't think he's hot which is even hotter to I me because he's like i don't know why oh, the girls these girls they keep asking me questions i'm like yeah they're trying to fuck you asshole asshole um Ooh. I've been sleeping with this guy, and I just we have a lot of sex. Um, so I guess I lost after him because we we have a lot of sex. Um, it's a comedian. No, oh no, but yeah, watching your man on stage last week. <laughs> he was funny. He was funny. Yeah, thanks. You're welcome. Nice work. Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> I was you're okay. supposed to say that he was terrible, and I got I was good that I got out. It's good that you got out, but I think you should still sleep with him sometimes. <laughs> I've never fucked an ex. Do you think I should? You've never gone back? Ever. No, I have like crazy self-control and I'm very like, 
I'm a very opportunist person. I'm always like, how do I get better? How do I get better? So exes to me are like always backtracking. Yeah. But Dan and I are both single right now. Oh. I think that when you, it depends on the ex. If you can fuck them again. Like uh, the person, my my most recent serious relationship, him and I have slept together on and off for years. But do you think it's pre- prevented you from having healthy current relationships? Not at all. I th- him and I were never in love with each other. I think we loved each other very much. We were really good friends. We were never in love. And I don't think that sleeping with him fucked with me. Okay. And I think that like sleeping with my fiance fucked with me. Like yeah. you can't you can't sleep with those people because even in the moment you're like I'm fine I feel nothing and then for weeks you're like what yeah what's I'd happening? feel something if Dan and I messed around I think yeah and that's because you're human and you're not a sociopath like you should feel something so what kind of exes do you have sex with the ones that you weren't in love with so like my ex I wasn't in love with like we can have sex and it's very platonic <laughs> it's platonic but what if sex. they were in love with you well that's their problem true it's not my fucking problem get off of me go home I'll Uber you home so. To wrap this up, you've been amazing. Those were hard. I know. Did I skirt all the questions? No, you did pretty good. And then you had to like help. (laughs) (laughs) Like she, Raina's so stupid. She didn't answer any of the questions. Hannah answered them. I want to, I always end the podcast with the same question. And that is, what advice would you give people to cope with their hell? Um, I, what I find people messaging us the most about is that they just want to feel normal and they want to feel connected to other people and they want to feel like what they're going through is something that other people have gone through and have been okay with. And so like even just going on the internet, finding message boards about people that have gone through a similar thing as you, I think can be extremely helpful. And like the saying, like, if you're going through hell, keep going, like is so real. Like I've been through terrible moments in my life and I've taken those terrible times and I've come out okay and I didn't die and I'm fine. And you will always be fine. I think that you should surround yourself with people that you love. I think you should listen to podcasts that resonate with you. Like I think somebody listening to your podcast is like, hey, I'm not the only person that had to go through this. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that as much as you can surround yourself with like knowledge and information and love and just remind yourself you're gonna be okay, I think that you'll get through anything. Is that good? That was that was my TED Talk. Thank you for honestly, coming. Honestly, that was beautiful. Thank you for coming to our TED Talk today about wild sex and what did we talk about? I feel like everybody's like, she's a slut. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't get anything out of this. <laughs> no, she wild- was a fuck Hannah's boyfriend. <laughs> she's a whore. Everyone, you should definitely follow at Girls Gotta Eat. Subscribe to their podcast if you are not subscribed yet. Also, follow One Hungry Jew. Or are you over that? Or, but that's still I'm you. You're going to be over but it. But you're not doing like the foodie stuff. It's just it's just my personal Instagram account. And she's not even Jewish, which is crazy. <laughs> also, if you guys haven't joined the Little Devils Facebook group, what are you doing? Go join. We talk shit. We talk inspirational stuff. We talk about bad things, whatever. Also, I have a live show coming up. Gotham Comedy Club. This Summer House cast will be there. We have Francis Ellis from Barstool. Yes. We have Fat Carrie Bradshaw. I don't know. We might get some more people. We'll see what happens. Come. Tickets are on sale on my Instagram. And I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>